Yo, 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 you're now listening to Type 88 on Maker Park Radio with Dave Noodles. Don't stop dreaming. I just wanted to shout out The Clash for really paving the way, really setting the bar for socially conscious tracks. And even though I didn't really grow up on them and don't, knew too, don't know too much about them, I've, I've definitely crossed paths with them and just seeing their movement really inspired me. So today I really brought socially conscious tracks from people that I know from all around the country. So I'm really excited to be here. We got the one and only Christian Penn in the building as well. What's up? So let's turn this up. What's up? What's good, man? Not much. Thanks for having me. Grateful to have you, man. Good music you were playing before. Yeah, I just want to shout out uh, Rastabong, Andy Mineo, Chris Valentine, D-Cure, M-Dot and C, Just Right, Nico Woods, Paul Mars, Philip II, Ben Karen, Division X, MCRE, Dirty Needles, and Sophistafunk. Sophistafunk, what up? All dope guys. Yeah. Uh, all dope artists all over the place, so I'm mm-hmm. grateful to have um, some... Honored to have you here, man. You've been been doing a whole lot. <laughs> I try. Try to stay busy. I've been following your journey for a while. And I know when I met you, you were making music. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me about how you kind of got into the music game. What was like, what sparked you into that game? Uh, I was playing music when I was younger. I played the saxophone, uh, you know, school band. But I had an older brother, started to get me into music that I wasn't necessarily hearing on the radio. He's the first person to show me about Wu-Tang. Before that, he was showing me about punk. Um, you know, I was listening to things like No Effects. I was listening to The Clash and Rancid when I was 10, 11 years old. Um, I always had a thing for not mainstream music. So I slowly gravitated toward un- towards underground hip-hop. Um, underground hip-hop really started to say to me things that I wasn't hearing anywhere so I really thought it was a really really great medium for me to get involved with and listen to more <clears throat> from there um, I was watching a lot of skateboarding videos and one thing that stood out to me was the Zoo York mixtape where they had professional skateboarders guys like Harold Hunter uh, next to DJ Rock Rada and Stretch and Bobito so I really got to see what turntables were like and what all the other elements of hip-hop were and it, it really started to speak to me so me and a couple friends in high school started you know playing around writing raps um one of us got an mpc started making real beats started taking it trying to take it a little more seriously you know wanted to say that we made an album or something like that and then uh by high school i just i by by senior year of high school i really really wanted to do it um I tell everybody I had a moment of clarity. I was listening to a song, Oh No, by Nate Dogg and yep. Most Def and Pharaoh. I was mowing my neighbor's lawn, and I just had an epiphany that I didn't want to do anything else with my life except for music. So that's what I did. And uh, from there, I spent the next, you know, three, four years at college trying to take it a little bit more seriously. Um, finding other people that were into music, working with them, linking with them. Eventually founded a studio to uh, record in for the first time, the first real studio. And uh, yeah, that kind of set me on my journey onto the professional path where you know I actually started to make a living doing it and ended up working in that studio that I uh, started in and met you. Yeah, man, I just want to personally thank you because you were one of the first people to really help my first dream as a musician come true. So thank you. You helped me record that whole album. Many takes later, we, we had Live, Breathe, Eat. Yeah. It's literally my first dream that got me going with the whole dream thing. <laughs> so I just wanted to <laughs> no, say thank you, man. That of was course, no, respect. That was to see an album come to full fruition where you produced the beats, you you know wrote everything, you did everything yourself. Uh, that was very impressive, so it was great. And then it, you know, sparked a long-term relationship. So it was good. Yeah, good man. times back then. Real talk. 
I remember seeing you guys perform in the city. You had a crew with you, as you were talking about. And the crew was the higher concept. Mm-hmm. You guys, you really did your thing, you know, from starting off, you said, in high school, listening to those tapes, watching those videos. How many albums did you guys put out? The Higher Concepts, we have released five full-length albums that are all available online, on iTunes, anywhere you might get music. Some of those were released physically. So we've been around since physical CDs were a thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And the whole music game has definitely, definitely changed. Yeah. Um, I've been to a lot of concerts with you. Who are some artists that really, you know, inspire you? Uh, atmosphere. Um, Slug from Atmosphere. Um, they were one of the first groups that really, really started speaking to me because, I don't know, it just seemed like his background spoke to my background. The, the, the popular gangster rap stuff that was on the radio, that didn't really speak to me, but... I found Slug because my brother happened to go to college in Minneapolis, St. Paul, where Slug was from. So on a random visit to Minneapolis, St. Paul in 1998, I stumbled across Overcast, which was Atmosphere's first release in 98 or 99. Um, It might have just been singles at the time. And I just kept listening. And Atmosphere ended up becoming, you know, up until the last couple of years, one of the most successful independent artists, all of Rhymesayers. Um, listening to their artists have been the most inspiring to me because they haven't really followed the traditional rap street, you know, I gotta be tough, I gotta talk about this and that, um, which I wasn't never a big fan of. So. They definitely had a large influence on me. Plus, going to see them rock at a show, you know, their whole persona of not having a huge ego, I really, really love. They did something that I saw seven or eight years ago where they did fan karaoke. So most big acts at a sold-out show in New York City are waiting in the back in the green room. In this case, Atmosphere Slug comes out front and pulls up 10 people from the audience to critique them doing karaoke of his songs i mean he didn't have to do anything like that but it just it gives you a sense of seeing an artist really care about their fans and wanting to connect to fans as opposed to simply make music and be cool um that was always very influential to me so that's real human yeah he (laughs) they break down the wall between performer and audience very very well and i always liked that atmosphere did that well brother Ali does that well they talk to you they make you feel like you're in an intimate room with them that's amazing yeah it's true I we saw the brother Ali show we had a great time mm-hmm. and even though I didn't know a lot of the tracks like everywhere was just crystal clear it's like psh, psh, it just hit you mm-hmm. from all angles and the beats were just fire yeah and even the openers were just mm-hmm. <laughs> spit ridiculous fire yeah the whole rhyme sayers crew has always been very very impressive I mean, if you're not familiar with Rhyme Sayers, go check out Rhyme Sayers. I guarantee you, you'll find at least one artist on their roster that you will become a a new, very big fan of. Um, For all my underground hip-hop heads, that's where MF Doom's home has been Mm. for a while. So, yeah. That's fire, man. And I feel like, because I remember when I started really writing music, and like, there was just, it was just raps. I remember it was my friend Paul and I. He moved across the, the borough. And we didn't have cars. We were like 11, 12. <laughs> what, do you remember? And like what we used to do, we used to call each other, put up, pull up the Winamp <laughs> on our old Dell computers. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Both press play at the same time. We were both on the phone. And we would literally freestyle over the phone. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you remember any, like, beats early on in the game where you, maybe you weren't making beats, but do you remember any, like, like for me, it was a Symphony 2000. Okay. It was EPMD. Nice. Lady Luck um, and Method Man. That was a beat that really stood out to me. Primo instrumentals for us. Like, uh, we did a lot of uh, extracurricular car rides. 
Um, that's where we would have a lot of freestyle sessions, a lot of creative writing sessions. And uh, back when LimeWire and Napster was popping and we would just type in hip hop instrumentals. Um, yeah, my, my Primo. yeah Premiere was my number one thing. The CNN beat. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's a number of Premiere beats where you just put them on and if you're a real MC, it's just motivation right there. Yep, yep. Quiet Storm, I remember that. Yeah. Victory. The, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I remember playing those beats and um, it's cool. I really like hip hop because it's not just, I feel like there's all these sub genres of hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's so cool that we have some stuff. People put it online. They're like, oh my, this is ridiculous. This ain't real. There's, some, there's kind of division too. Like, oh, you like this. That's not real hip hop. And then they're like, oh, well, that's old school hip hop. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like we should just appreciate it for all the subcultures that there is. Even though some stuff, people are acting maybe the way people weren't back in the day. <laughs> but I think a lot of punk is coming back. I think the vibe of punk, I feel like it really emerged around, re-emerged in hip hop, I think with the Yeezus album. I think a lot of people were thrown off and then it kind of penetrated the market a few years later. Like you kind of hear a lot of vibes like that what I really like about you guys about, and you in particular as the world changed pop music would come in come and go all the, the lyrics were just true through and through it was no matter what was like the thing online or the thing on the blogs the bars were always truth the bars were always you you, know, you didn't go into a different character you were always you so I thought that was really dope. Yeah, that was was important, man. Honesty, be true to yourself, do you. Uh, again, we didn't grow up in the traditional life that a lot of rappers that are on the radio lived. So for us to talk about those things, exactly. it just that, you know, we could. We always joked about that. Like we could write songs as good as what's on the radio if we wanted to pretend to be something that we weren't. And you know, already from the beginning, being being white in hip hop has people looking at you a certain way. And so a lot of people feel like they have to, I don't know, change themselves to identify with what they think rap needs to be like. And us and the higher me, the higher concept crew and all of the artists that we kind of really wanted to support on the Projectivity mixtapes were people that stayed true to themselves. You know, like you grew up in the suburbs, you grew up not committing yeah. crimes and you grew up in a good home that doesn't mean that you can't have great bars and can't exactly. spit over quality beats exactly. you know so we just you know we, we can't be dishonest with ourselves because at a certain point it would just come back to bite us you know and in retrospect we always talk about if we had bothered to follow the trend a little bit more the higher concept might have been mm. more known we might have gone further with our career but we were all pretty adamant about exactly. not wanting to follow that trend, mainly because it wasn't us. It wasn't exactly. who we were. Um, we did follow trends here and there that we liked how they sounded and it fit our vibe, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it might have sounded like we were trying to follow a trend, but it was only because we actually soaked in that sound, you know, when we exactly. got a band and started doing things with singers and whatnot. We grew up on 90s rock music, you know? And so we tried exactly. to bring that into it. Um, yeah. That's just what we we try to do with our music stay authentic that's why i love music in general it's just like everything's inspiring everything <laughs> like i'm sure when kanye made jesus he was probably i i wonder what he was listening to you know or, or like when freaking jay-z wrote life and times of sean carter i wonder what he was listening to what other stuff do you listen to other than hip-hop are there any surprising artists or albums um, that we make that may be like surprising ah, or just in general like anything I mean, other I, than I've, there was a time where I I only tried to listen to underground hip hop there was a time but as music genres started to blend over the last 10 years my ears have opened up so yep. I'll listen to more pop stuff you know like 
I'll go ahead and say that I like Selena Gomez. You know, I like her records. There are times where I'm like, this is a dope beat. And yeah. what she's, I like that, you know. Yeah, um, records, yeah. I'm not into primarily everything that's on the radio. I'll still judge it with my ear, which is, do I like that beat? Do I like what they're saying? Do I like how they sound? Yeah. And I will still scrutinize all the different parts of it. Um, so that's why I don't listen to a whole lot of modern pop stuff, but that would probably be a surprising one. Mainly, I listen to a lot of jazz when okay. I'm when I'm working and when I'm really trying to vibe and get stuff done, which is a lot of what I do for Projectivity is kind of office-based now. I'm not necessarily writing to exactly. hip-hop tracks, so I'm, I'm cooling out to a lot of jazz music. That's good to know. It's good to know. Yeah. Things without words in them. <laughs> Got you. So... Me, as you know, a big thing with me is dreams. But not just acting on them, not just thinking about them, but acting on them. Mm-hmm. And you, you, kind of, you said a few things. You were like, well, we weren't as popular as maybe we could have been if we didn't follow the trends. But I think the important thing that falls beneath those lines, there were a lot of dreams that you guys followed along the way. There were a few artists that you admire growing up, that you worked with or opened for certain things like that, which is between, if we read between the lines, it's like, wait a minute, he actually followed the dreams. Mm -hmm. So what are some maybe highlights or dreams that maybe you saw come true in your day or like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like we wanted this when we were five. (laughs) Here we are now. Like what Uh were like a couple of moments? It's funny because thinking back on it, I don't ever really recall dreaming to become something or like we never set out to like have a status or an accolade or, or perform it. We never talked about it. We were just like, let's make good music let's, and, and let's see where this goes. And then the first thing that ever happened that really made us kind of all look at each other and be like, oh, this is something we got to open up for Method Man. And that was kind of like, awesome. yeah, we got, we had been doing shows in Syracuse um, on the local college scene because that's where the other two people in the higher concept went. And the promoter that was bringing Method Man knew that we were one of the staples at that time in the hip hop community. So we got to be an opener. And then that was like, oh, wait a minute. We're being booked to perform and open for Method Man. That's a real big deal. So then we all started to kind of be like, well, how far else could we take this? And then some other opportunities opened up where... Uh, we knew a different promoter in Michigan who one year brought Nas out to um, Eastern Michigan University, and that was huge. We got to open up for Nas. Wow. You know that That's was that was amazing really in front cool. of maybe four thousand people. Um, same promoter ended up the very next year bringing us out to open up for Kid Cudi. So you know I never dreamed to open up for Kid Cudi, but then being on stage to be like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And then a thousand plus people there to see him, you know, responding to our music was pretty amazing. Um, We grew up really, really, really respecting the origins of hip hop, um, really studying where it came from, learning a lot about Zulu Nation, the people that started it. So at one point, we got an opportunity to backtrack. At one point at a random open mic that we drove two and a half hours to perform at in Connecticut, there happened to be Tony Crush of the famous Cold Crush Brothers. Cool. If you don't know them, go look up Cold Crush Brothers. Don't call do yourself you know a hip-hop are. fan if you don't know who Cold Crush is. I repeat, don't call yourself a hip-hop fan if you don't know Cold Crush. He saw us. We actually dropped Cold Crush in one of our rhymes. He came over to us and was like, yeah, I need to do things with you guys. He invited us to... 30th anniversary of the Zulu Nation. Um, and we got to perform side along, perform alongside guys like Double Trouble, um, Busy B, people that were like, you know, the stars that started this. That led to um, getting to meet guys like Cool Herc and KRS-One and getting to carry Cool Herc's record crates in. Um, those stand out to me. You know, those were really big accolades. Uh, in my mind because those are guys that I looked up to in my life and I got to be on stage with them. Um, Talib Kweli is my favorite MC. I got to open up for him at Highline Ballroom. So I had the whole experience of being on an amazing stage, 
couple hundred people in the venue and then as soon as I was off stage I was back in the crowd wow. watching my favorite performer just like wilding <laughs> out you know forgetting the experience that I just had wow. on stage just really going right back to being a fan and then it hit me I was like I was just there doing that so that's yeah. a moment right there yeah those were all things that I, I measure our success by because you know of course we always you know, it would have been great to see our song on a number one chart or be financially compensated lots for one of our songs, but we never set out to do that. We never really, that wasn't our goal. And so to have things like that happen when we weren't even going after those things, I mean, to me, that's, that's what made the whole thing a success. Yeah, I feel like the journey that you have, as you, sometimes we have this thing like we need this. But then, like, when you're deep in the, the dream, like, when I say dream, I mean, like, actively doing the stuff that matters to you and the going for the goals that matter to you, random other stuff happens. And I just think, I think that's what happened with you guys. You're, you were just so deep in the game doing what you love. It wasn't no, like, part-time thing. It was, like, every day, you know, doing that thing, doing that thing random great things happen yeah. I, you know like the, there's a quote it says the harder you work the luckier you get <laughs> so Absolutely. it's just like <laughs> it wasn't just luck that you were op- that you were holding his records and doing that stuff opening for Cuddy and Nas and all the, and Talib it was the work that you were putting in the energy just reflected back and just hit you and here you are like opening up for Nas mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so as you that's cool because you said that wasn't you didn't write down, I want to open up for Nas. No. But you you were just pounding the pavement so hard, there you were. Mm-hmm. Our mission was to inspire people with our music. Like we always said, our mission wasn't to be famous. It would have been great to go. support our self with our music, but our focus while we were making it was, we want to inspire you to do what you love. We love making hip hop, so we're doing it. We're pulling our money together, we're coming out of pocket to create these albums, and hopefully, you know, it'll turn into a worthwhile investment. Maybe people will pay us back for it, but at the end of the day, we were doing it because we loved it, and we just wanted to people, we wanted people to have messages of inspiration. We wanted them to be thinking about things that other music wasn't making them think about. So, we just kept doing that, and it kept kind of working, you know, and then, the industry started to shift started to change we grew older we got a little bit busier and so we all just kept on that same focus of wanting to turn people on wanting to inspire people and we just found newer ways to do it so we're each you know continuously trying to do that type of thing without necessarily just making music together yeah man i agree and what i've seen with all you guys from the original higher concept crew and with glaze you guys have not, you've gone from being the artist to actually being a platform for artists, which is like a tree that started with the ground and then it grew all these branches and then all these leaves are flying all over the world now. Everyone, and there's, there's leaves everywhere and there's <laughs> the nature is shining right now. And um, that's what I really like about all you guys, despite maybe the the band not go, going continuing because everyone's doing their thing other goals other things life you all became platforms mm-hmm. glaze is responsible for <laughs> hundreds of records and helping dozens of artists monthly yeah half maddie, the playlist you know maddie basically giving tons of artists visuals for mm-hmm. them to like advance their career Mm-hmm. You, Projectivity, which has touched hundreds in the last few months. IB just basically inspiring people with literature mm-hmm. that will soon inspire many people. So I really, what I really love about all you guys, you really are all like trees, you know, and it's like you've really helped nature, <laughs> the nature of the burrow. Um, now, if I actually could give it a metaphor because a lot of artists I feel like I can't speak for all because there's so many amazing ones but a lot I feel would look back like 10 years from now and be like yo I'm really grateful for these guys you know he mixed my first record I didn't have money oh he made that record 
I made freaking 10 G's <laughs> and I was on TV. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the trees that you grew from those ideas, from watching those videos, people are going to look back 10 years from now and be like, talking to their kid and be like, you know what? He recorded my first record. That was the first time I got on TV was from that beat that he made me. That first video, look at me, how, look at me with that, <laughs> with that, <laughs> all that little bit of facial hair. He did that video for mm -hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm going to look back too and be like, tell my kid if I'm blessed. He helped me first make my first album. And I feel like House of Dreams and no House of Dreams, you guys really are the House of Dreams as far as helping other people with that stuff. Trying to live up to the title. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, you know, we just said life happens, but every, everyone kind of didn't stop, which brings us to this special project that we're going to talk about today table of content oh yeah <laughs> i just wanted to kind of flash back and then bring to the future absolutely um table of content you've been telling me about this we're almost at that time where it's about to hit hit the public airwaves and more than 10 people are going to know about it mm -hmm. hopefully <laughs> <laughs> i was honored to hear it probably second to the guy that recorded it <laughs> mm -hmm. and your family you know it's a pretty deep album from even the first record it's called real bio where you basically talk about everything from your first kiss it's my real bio to literally dealing with lots of things getting in trouble i think it, I, when i heard that i was like wow this guy he hasn't changed <laughs> even though you've evolved the lyrics were the same deep ones that I heard back with Higher Concept, but also more evolved because you've evolved. So maybe tell people about where this started. It's been a few years in the works, right? Uh, the Higher Concept was recorded in 2012 through 2014. Uh, there were some things happening in my life that led me to want to create more stuff on my own. I mean, up until that point, we'd been doing a whole lot with the higher concept, and we still were doing a lot with the higher concept, but around that time, I started to write a little bit more and think about a whole song instead of just a single verse on a song. And uh, yeah, me and Glaze put together an album about four or five years ago, and wow. I had slowly gotten discouraged with the music industry. Um, what it takes to be heard nowadays, um, yeah. the work it takes in order to have somebody give your song a listen was something I didn't want to spend a lot of time doing and a lot of time doing. So the album sat in my own playlist and I would bump it. <laughs> and I bumped it for three, four years. And occasionally people in my car at the house would hear something and they'd be like, what's that, what's that? And then now it has led to me wanting to give it to the world. It's been recorded for quite a while. The last song was recorded three and a half years ago. Um, wow. The mixes still stand up. Jay Glaze can do that. And uh, yeah, a couple singles are already available. And this Friday, if I get my act together, it will be available to the world. Yeah, man, I, I exactly know what you feel. Because here I am, as I as I said, I was made my album, and now most people probably don't even know that I made an album. <laughs> <laughs> but so I really respect that, despite how the climate has changed or your life has changed, you're like, you know what? Got this body of work. It's still, re it's still. I think it's still relevant. I wouldn't have known you did this five years ago. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound like it. I don't sound yeah, dated. Yeah. I sound a little younger, but what I'm talking about is me. I'm not exactly. talking about and using slang and talking. I don't do a lot of current events or things like that. Exactly. So the majority of my music, you know, can last a while. Exactly. I, I'd like to think. So yeah. if I thought it sounded dated, I would have gone back in and re-recorded or remixed. But no, nah, I like it. So you're awesome. getting it. <laughs> so I think it's only right. Let's Let's get into one of the lead singles 
I write for. Okay. And we'll, we'll reflect on that after this. Right for the lovers and I Right for the mothers of a generation Lost in space and time I know it's hard We all wishing things were better Some will look to God And whatever works I ain't knocking it Honest kid Genesis apocalypse We are all in this together Whether or not That you can see It's the truth in my rhymes In the paper Through the lines I find A reason to keep going This is mine In time I will shine Like the rest of my kind We are poets Artists Writers Martyrs Workers Fathers Sisters Hardships are shown In each and every one of us But you can still see a smile In each and every one of us We are optimists Let's rise like Optimus Prime, let's climb and keep going to the top of this. For the rappers, I don't write for the actors, I write for the seekers who seek the next chapter, but no one knows what's coming after, and so I write for the hope, just to see more laughter and love, peace, fun is what matters, the beauty in each moment I'm hoping to capture, to each his own, some I know will seek the throne, watch, hope, not seeing that we've grown, it's a culture, more than just a man and a mic, it's more than just a DJ that gets the crowd hype. It's not just the breakers that died overnight, not just the fat caps piecing under street lights. It's an outlet for everyone that's feeling ousted. Started from people oppressed through to those around them. And now it's everywhere. There's no stopping us. Let's rise and shine and keep going to the top of this. Around and I'm cool in a breeze. I do it for me. Who I write for, I do it for me. Speak box while I move on my feet. Yeah, I do it for me. Who I write for, I do it for me. Kick around and I'm cool in a breeze. I do it for me. I do it for me. Yeah, I beat box while I move on my feet. Yeah, I do it for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, I feel like I could see you at like Rock the Bells and like that's the song that you're like, I don't. Right? But the rap is not just <laughs> you throw like, you throw projectivity towels into the crowd and stuff. Like on the little stage, you know, like they have like the pop underground artists and then like this, you know, the guys that are about to blow. I, I could kind of see you on that stage and you come out with this make it happen <laughs> let's go back in time to when rock the bells was still running i'm with it rock the bells is a good one yep um, yep so you know we were talking about life it kind of you know it takes twists it takes turns before you know it we're doing we're growing we're growing up a little bit and what i like about this it's like it, it's pretty grown but it's still fun the beats are dope it's it's energetic, um, which brings me to the current day. You're very much into the art world, very much into the art scene. You have a major. You play a major role in the art scene in the borough that you live, and you've gone beyond all the way to Miami, Colorado, all different places, 
and you've actually brought your passion for art to these cities too. Um, there's quite a few walls that we see publicly that you've assisted in helping done yourself <laughs> or given someone the chance to do because mm -hmm. you were looking out for them. You know, art is a major thing. Um, you don't really talk about it too much that you do, you do street art, you do graph, you paint, <laughs> you do a whole lot of, you create a whole lot of stuff other than music and opportunities. Tell people maybe how you kind of got into the art game. When was the first time you picked up a can or like a brush or something like that? I was into art and graffiti before I was into music or before I was into writing rhymes. Okay. So on those ska same skateboarding videos where there was lots of hip hop, there would be lots of graffiti. And I had a good friend who was an amazing, talented artist who took me to a practice wall in the middle of the woods where we used to go smoke weed. And all of a sudden I had a can in my hands and I was trying to figure out how to paint. And I was, you know, I played with that for a couple of years. I was a huge toy and got shut down by realer writers back down in DC and, mm. you know, just wasn't what I should have been. And then also, again, I was from the burbs. It wasn't really everywhere where I was. We had to travel a little bit further to see it. So got I kind of just let it go. It wasn't really what I was, you know, doing. I, I started getting into writing more, um, doing music more. Um, but yeah, I first picked it up in like 11 or 12 and I always did sketchbooks. I always would draw. I would always piece in my books. I've had black books. I probably have like eight or nine since then nice. that I've kept awesome. that I like to look back through. And then in the last couple of years, um, since becoming closer with some of the artists out here, mainly Q Molly, shout out to Q Molly. Um, right you know, on. some, some of these guys have just given me the opportunity to say, Hey, grab a, you can paint, help me paint. And, you know, with that, I just got better at it. Yeah, man, I've seen it. I've seen the evolution because I've known you for the last 10 plus years. And I don't even remember when you were painting. But you were doing more of the black book. So that kind of understand. I mm -hmm. kind of get it. And you said you were doing it back when you didn't live in New York. The last three, three four years, man, you've kind of been on a crazy streak. You know, and I don't know where there are. <laughs> Where else is there to paint anymore? But you keep finding it. You keep finding spots. Recently, you've literally painted a whole school. Yeah, that was fun. We're about literally, to paint a lot more of that school. <laughs> where do these ideas come from, bro? Like, do you just do you envision it? Is it a brainstorm session? Like, or I do don't. You, you seem to kind of get ideas kind of quick. Like, we're just talking about one thing. You're like, and you have all these ideas. I do that, but if you're referring to art in the community, I only paint two things, waves mm -hmm. and birds, <laughs> and I'm not good at doing anything else. So what you're referring to is my help with projectivity getting walls painted and other opportunities yes. for other artists because... I, again, I'm, I'm friends with a bunch of artists that they take their art professionally and seriously the way I take my music professionally and seriously. So I, Projectivity, we do what we can to get them opportunities. As far as where do these ideas, it really depends on the artist. Um, That's true. Again, I want to shout out Q Mali for basically, you know, he's somebody that I've, I've seen really try his best to take an idea from a business owner who doesn't really know what they want to paint on their wall, but you know, doesn't, doesn't want anything negative, isn't really interested in graffiti. And a guy like you can, I don't know, come up with an idea that blends graffiti, street art, message, and, and make a business owner happy, you know? Um, it's difficult to do that. And he comes up with some really cool ideas. So shouts to him. Um, yeah, as well as some of the other artists that we've helped because they're the ones that actually have creative ideas. Um, shout out to Prez, Cody Prez. He's, he's definitely one of the nicer street artists out here. Shout out to Chris from Robots Will Kill. Um, Maggie Serpica from Milk and Honey Tattoo. These are just some artists that we 
have known for a long time and we've liked to support and that they are seeing them succeed and let it ha having them you know be friendly to me and say hey help out here and there that's just given me more encouragement to feel like i could paint something so now i'm right there with them offering you know if you want a bird i got you <laughs> but that's pretty much it <laughs> that's awesome man it's so cool it's it's really it, the the borough's got a lot brighter since meeting q i must say like i've mm -hmm. seen dozens of new things mm -hmm. and between you both it's been really awesome to see Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really looking forward to what you guys do next. Yeah. Well, just real quick, we painted the Hungerford School. That's what we I was painted the you, entire what track. The, what was the last thing you've done? Uh, that might not have been the last thing, but that was the, the, the last large-scale thing uh, right. where we painted. No, we've, we've got to have done Is something else since then. Could, someone could just walk into that, or just like through yeah. a gate? Technically, like it's on it's on a schoolyard, so I don't think it's the type of thing that you can just go see. Um, it is visible if you know where the Hungerford School is. You just go to the back, and you can go take a look. Uh, but yeah, we painted the entire track. Um, they they just wanted something on their blacktop, and we took really bright, bold colors and painted the actual ground where they walk around on, as well as a really bright kickball court. Um, and we linked with uh, exit and Q Molly to paint the wall itself. So Exit installed his Believe in Yourself mural, um, and then Q and I just added crazy, funky colors to both sides. Um, and then we actually just found out that we are going to be expanding that project and probably painting wow. the entire school building, um, all four walls of it, all four walls of the outside this upcoming year. Probably start that in spring. That's amazing. That's so cool that it's not just thoughts. It's it's like checks on the list. Yeah, always. You know, it's been yeah, we've collabed several times. <laughs> several dozen times. And yeah, it's never looking back on some it's always looking back on like that was fun, but it's always on on to the next, making uh -huh. it let's do this, let's make this happen. So it's been an honor working with you on dozens of things. <laughs> you too man it's good teamwork you know we got a good sure. network here like i think yeah. both stereotype and projectivity we are as successful as we are based on the people that were around exactly. you know the people that want to keep supporting and that's what this staten island has to offer it's not just the artists it's everybody everybody that we know really is on the same frequency and the same vibe as we are just wanting to get things done not get in other people's way exactly man it's uh it's definitely hard to envision leaving if i ever had to move i would definitely miss all the great people um around here but if i went to any borough i'm kind of blessed to know some awesome people in almost every borough yeah um but yeah man great it's true uh, teamwork does make the dream work since we're talking about art we're talking about hip-hop i think it's only right to get into this song it's a song that pays homage to the first love many many musicians first love or kids first love is is hip-hop and i think we're going to get into this track it's featuring an mc called matt reeves he's been around the world and back and and we'll reflect on it right after yes yes y'all In a beat, a L and some trees, not a cypher's complete. The lights in the streets, the cracks in my feet, all speaking to me, so I write what I see. The pressure, the pain, the glamour, the glitz. Hip hop's in our veins, understand what it is. It started with the roots, grew to the bricks, traveled overseas, now it's command of the kids. And it's our time, a far cry from what it's been. But look close, you still see the same pen. A new page in the same book you're reading now. Let's take it back to the start. That's what I'm speaking about.
when it all started, the cause was in the heart. Smart city folk wanting better life through the art. They start to dance instead of seeing fights. Old brick walls now painted so bright. Street lights ignite, turntables come to life. Funk, jazz, and soul blasting in the night. Cardboard and concrete, shell toes and break beats. A couple hours of fun off these unsafe streets. Little kids running wild, the whole system in denial. These troubled times will redefine a generation, create a style of life that resembled a community. No guns, no glitter, no drugs, just unity. It wasn't hip hop, not for quite a while, till MC started screaming about it in their freestyles. Meanwhile, the tastemakers start to scheme now. See how to turn a profit from unique sounds. Change the game in many ways. So many start to play the game as just a way to make change. They say it ain't the same. I wouldn't know, I wasn't there, but right now, people got some complaints. Yes, yes, When she was on that conscious tip Now all she care about is cash and what designer ish Her motivation was liberation and black love Now when she come on in the club, they wanna act up She used to tell me stop the violence on my own block Now she tell me that I ain't the man unless my gun pop She used to love me for me, not what's in my pockets Nowadays all she seem to care about is the profits We used to chill together in back of the school bus And anything we ain't know about, she schooled us She wasn't all serious, we party with her too But she kept the balance between that and real issues I still see the girl often, but it ain't the same She used to make me think Now she make it rain We probably never had a bond that we once did But deep inside my heart she'll always live Yes, yes, y'all. Matt Reeves, what up? Yeah, shout out to him. He's he's really awesome. He's a really good dude. And Shoink. <laughs> Gummy worms. So once again, this is International Clash Day. Make sure you tune in to all the shows. There's a show coming on after this. Kitty the DJ, she's going to crush it. She always does with real vinyl. And make sure to tune into the fam and support the fam. Make a park radio. Make a park radio dot NYC. And show some love. Keep the lights on so it could shine bright throughout the whole borough like the sun. There's a lot to look forward to, man. I think 2018 is going to be really awesome. I think this album is, a, is just the starting point of all the great things that are going to happen for you. One thing I really appreciate about you, man, you don't have an ego. You've actually raised my awareness to ego, and that's been major as far as growing as a human. So I really appreciate that. You're a true friend, and I really respect everything you're doing. And you've put on so many people, and you really look out for so many people. It's, it almost seems like you're an angel <laughs> living. Not just one looking over me, but like one that I could call up. So I really appreciate it. You're like a brother and an uncle in one. <laughs> so thank you. What thank could people look forward to for, from you in the future? I feel like you got a million things to look forward to. What are maybe some things that people could look out, out for from you? Uh, so this, this album, you know, I'm officially putting it out this Friday. We're having an album release at Richmond Hood Co., seven to ten um shout out my man mr tariq for letting me use his space um you know i'm gonna try and push the album for a little bit i don't have a lot of expectations with it my biggest thing when you know my biggest focus is projectivity um 
I run a nonprofit trying to put other artists and musicians on and find the next generation of young musicians and artists that don't even know how to play or draw yet. You know, we want to train them. So Projectivity has a number of things in store. Um, I guess most specifically, which have just been confirmed, uh, shout out to Staten Island Arts for blessing the arts community and providing well over $100,000 of grants to artists all over Staten Island. Um, Respect. They just supported, I got a grant two years ago to create an album around anti-violence. It was called Options. Yes. Uh, Overcoming possible tragedy in ongoing negative situations. Options. It featured a whole bunch of really talented uh, Staten Island MCs and we just got the go-ahead to make another one. So we're going to be starting on options two. Awesome. Um, I think it's going to be even bigger and better this year. Uh, I really think that the borough could use a high-profile, positive message from some high-profile artists. You know, um, we're home to arguably the most popular hip-hop group of all time ever, Wu-Tang. And um, these are guys that are still pretty active on the island and in their communities and in their careers. So I don't know, there's a whole bunch of talent tied to them as well as other talent on the island that have a very large pull. And we wanna kinda use some of those names and some of that influence to speak to some of the younger generations about what's going on, what they're talking about, what they're choosing to take place in. I really believe that influence comes through hip hop music and we wanna make that album to influence people to start living right. That's going to be one of my bigger projects this year. So look out for that. Options two. And, uh, it's a blessing, man. That's pretty much it. I mean, follow Projectivity. You'll see what we got going on. Um, I don't have a whole lot of long, huge, far down the road visions and goals. I try to stick to what's coming up. And got it. That's the Options album and a couple other art projects. But yeah. You know, I'll, I'll let everybody know. Next week, there'll be four murals up. Be like, oh, you know, it just happened. Yes, th- this is true. I actually do have to paint two more murals as soon as it gets warm. Okay. I have okay. two murals to paint, one awesome. with the centrifuge guys in the city. Shout out my boy Ratchy, and uh, another with John Exit. He got me a little wall for a uh, landscaping spot over on Victory Boulevard. So awesome. got some birds to paint. So I have a question. Just say you had the you had the opportunity to put a mural that basically in Times Square, like straight up, where a million people could see it, and you could put words on there to deliver a message to hundreds of thousands of people a week, probably up to a million people. What would you want them to see on that billboard slash mural? you could say one thing (laughs) well those are two questions I don't know if I'd want a really awesome image of something really powerful and if I had that type of power I could probably get some really cool artists to paint something and at that point it would really just be for me it wouldn't be for a million people to see it would just be a cool piece of art that I would commission to hang in the middle of Times Square that I would think is badass now that wasn't necessarily the point of the question the point of the question was what message would I want to deliver to a million people if it could say something Um, like a quote slogan mantra I, I don't know I've always really liked the quote of Charles Bukowski find what you love and let it kill you I think that's something that's awesome I think it's a cool quote I'd love to find something along those lines I'm very big on trying to communicate with people what my passion is as well as find out what their passion is I think a lot of people don't know what their passion is and that is what the number one thing is wrong with the world you can't control what scenario you're in but you can find something that you're passionate about Mm. to attempt to use as a tool to take you out of your scenario you just have to find what you're passionate about so find what you love and let it kill you make that the thing that brings you down because at least you love it so that's freaking awesome. Something man. along those lines. There you go. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. So we know we got the new album coming out. Let people know where they can find it. 
Uh, is there a website for it? Is it on different sites? Let, let the world know where they can find it. Uh, it will be available on all streaming and digital sites, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, you will be able to find it. My album is being hosted on Bandcamp. It is text, T-H-C, T-E-K-S-T, T-H-C. It's my Instagram name. You can find that wherever you're listening to the show. Uh, .bandcamp.com, text, T-H-C, .bandcamp.com. If you choose to support the album like that, all proceeds are going directly to our nonprofit. The PayPal account that you are paying to on Bandcamp goes to our nonprofit. If you choose to support in any way, shape, or form on any other outlet, all proceeds I get will be going back into Projectivity Group. So you'll be supporting a nonprofit. If you don't want to support financially, that's totally fine. The album will be available for free on the Projectivity Movement SoundCloud. So you type it in and you'll find it. And if you want to support, there will be a way for you to support. And it's not going into my pocket. It's going into the pockets of every other artist and instructor that we like to support. That's freaking awesome. Yo, man, I really want to thank you for coming out. If you drop another one, you're always welcome. <laughs> Even if not, you're always welcome. Thank you, man. Respect for doing what you're doing here, man. <laughs> of course, man. Good stuff. You got some so you got you got so a let's play one more track to close it out and then right. make sure to keep it locked. We got the first type eighty eight freestyle by the homie brand new. Nice, I'm psyched. So let's get into What are you gonna play? Let's play uh I feel like this one kinda ties into Don't sit on it, act on it. You ready for it? Sure. Shout out Tyrone Briggs, where you at? Inspired my whole life by superstars. Oh, yeah. But would you blame me if I spend my whole life without working on All looking for a spot at the top. I know you want to be the man, but you're not. And you ain't the brightest crayon in the box. So you trying to go that teeth, I set it off in a lot. But you can't stop. Want it right now. What you want is a lot. What's the cost? Is it your friends or your boss or the pride that you lost? When you see the video before they called the cops, you called your pops. Head full of shame, no shaking it off. Gotta live with it. Gotta stick with it. Gotta find a better place and go and visit it. Cause right here, right now, it ain't working for you. You want a better future, it ain't certain for you. Spend a little time doing work, it ain't worth it for you. I just got hurting for it. Inspired my whole life by superstars. No job and I put on my bills in. I wanna live life. No worries, just a place in the dark we can chill in. I just wanna live life, like stars and by any means. Life, like stars on my TV screen. Mansions, big cars that drive real clean. Pretty women with booties in them designer jeans. Would you label me as a nuisance? Or would I be highly influenced? If I chose to be another baller instead of a lawyer, would you blame it on the music? Everywhere that I go, whether it's put in my face or played on the radio, I'm like, whatever happened to teachers, being lawyers and doctors, feel like we was misleading, like, check my whip, it's all flawless, check my chick, she's all gorgeous, dream becoming mogul from a local, is it too much to ask for if I don't work for it? Inspired my whole life by superstars. I wanna live life, no working, no job, I'm not paid on my bills and I wanna live life, no worries, just a place and a time we can chill in. You wanna live right, moving on and up, but they can lose sight, when it's all rushed, fast cars, fast girls, more lust, cash bars, more trust, in a system that's built to crush, all the hopes and dreams of the kids today, wishing they were gone so they could live the way, they say on TV, repeat, believe it to be true, but look what happened to you. Still looking for the spot at the top Never think about how far is the drop When you act a fool and said fuck the school Follow with the stars wishing for the shot Show the world you deserve the spot Don't wanna bother working, you deserve a lot Not a shock, it's a sign of the times Not the few for the peak, but too lazy to climb Inspired my whole life by superstars
Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. So that was <laughs> Right Now by Tex featuring Tyrone Briggs. Make sure to support that guy. Come out to Richmond Hood this Friday if you're hearing this live. If you're hearing it in the past, make sure to go to T-E-K-S-T, Table of Content on all streaming and music sites and support that Table of Content album. So once again, this is International Clash Day. I've had the honor to play socially conscious music all day. Make sure you stay connected. We got Kitty the DJ coming through, playing nothing but vinyl hits. We're going to have a good time. So since hip-hop's a major part of my life, I had to keep adding elements to the show. We've had a couple of surprise freestyles, but it's time to let this happen often. So I figured it was only right to, to have a young artist that's out there slaying dragons of beats all over the world. <laughs> he just dropped his new album, Table of, not Table of Content, Time and Place. <laughs> I have a lot of tracks on repeat. I met him a while ago. He almost didn't get on stage. But when he did, I was like, why did he even say that? And it, it was just his first time. But he's, he's rocked quite a few stages. He's sold out merch collabs with Stereotype Co. I would say to get one, but it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the one and only brand new in the building. He's about to lace this real quick for us. Yes. All right. <laughs> now, there's two different types of people. One that's going to speak about peace or at least turn the other cheek. And the other one's just gonna stay the same, not gonna change type. But you know, the funny thing is, neither of them is gonna be saved. So, listen, ain't nobody gonna save us. Save us, save us. When you save us, then you save a riff for later. Uh, check, say ain't nobody gonna save us. Nah, save us, save us, save us Then you save her if a later First do, uh I don't turn over a new leaf, I burn that Higher education's a new me All inclusive, lose it, fall conducive Extract the vitamins, add a creative juices I'm clueless, starstruck, valueless Invaluable like volume analyst With this fist I raise a whole generation of hate To clean the slate, but wait, fists convey dominance I'm here with open arms, scars and licks Last time that my pen done clicked, my ten done shifts All black like Miss Mary Mac Cubic zirconium, you Counterfeit, real diamonds would never shake in a high stakes situation. Now the Forrest Gump run an entire nation. We must first learn patience, cause nobody's gonna save us. And that's real. Ain't nobody gonna save us. Save us, save us, save us. And you better do it right, or you save a riffle later. Yeah, check. See, don't nobody wanna save us. Save us, save us, save us. Second do, uh, now you savor it, uh Now people owe me some money thinking they could take it from me Dude, I was your launch pad Now you're launching into something particular Fully perpendicular to the case Waste my talent giving you bad habits in place This mind state, been reinstated in five states That rehabilitation got you looking up crime rates Annihilate primates, me, I'm prime ape Cat stand clear, cause I kill shit nine ways It happened, my money's gone out of fashion I got some equity cash and I'm finna cop me a mansion I'm foreclosure too, in a similar fashion to get a TV Crew, so when you come through, I'm Chris Hansen. You don't wanna catch a heart attack, stroke, tell your blokes they could catch us on the Twitter. Run up in your shit and have the pick of the litter. Mopping up liquor, hit the emergency with some urgency, bro. Assuringly, it's drastic. Hey. <laughs> Yo, make sure to check out Brand New. Just let them know where to find you on the gram. You can find me on the gram at brand, B R A N D, underscore N U, York. So, Brand New York. Um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that um, and I'm just spreading positive vibes Dave is a really good friend of mine and I just want to keep doing my thing musically uh, and just have a message with what I'm doing even if I'm angry or if somebody's angry there has to be a reason and there should be a message there's always two sides to a story I just want to tell those sides so 
Thank you for having me, Dave. Much respect, man. Thank you. <laughs> You're now listening to Type 88. Thank you, bro. Radio with Dave Noodle. Don't stop dreaming.